On the 15th of November 1966, two couples were driving together on State Route 62 in West Virginia when they saw a terrifying seven-foot-tall creature with glowing red eyes. They fled, but although they were reaching speeds of up to 100 miles per hour, this creature was able to easily keep up with them, gliding through the night air on leathery wings. Join us on Aliens Explored as we delve into the mystery of the Mothman. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Aliens Explored, your weekly favourite podcast where we look at extraterrestrials, subaqua aliens, and all manner of aliens uh, that we explore. I don't know. I have no idea where I was going with that. <laughs> but one thing I do know for certain is that I am one of your hosts, Stu Jackson. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'm your other host, Neil Kelly. <laughs> How are you doing, Neil? I'm doing, I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm good, thanks. I mean, yeah, we always try and like make the intro a little bit different each time, don't we? But we don't write them uh, we, in we don't really because we're just kind of winging it, aren't we? We just <laughs> off the hoof. And and here we are, 158 episodes. Well, it's more than that when you include the specials as well. Um, it's mm. difficult to get it different every single time. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. should just have one stock intro. Or, or maybe we should, we should take a bit more care rather than, sorry, whose turn is it to do it? Okay, we'll just, uh, off you go then. <laughs> Hello, We're, listeners. Uh, we... um, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, my name is Neil Kelly. <laughs> we like to be um, ad hoc and, and unscripted. Mm. Off the chain, off the mm. chain. Well... Interesting topic, this one today, uh, looking at a potentially extraterrestrial being, um, Mothman. Had you, I, I asked this a lot of you with these hmm. various topics, Neil, had you heard of Mothman before? Um, I was aware of the Richard Gere movie from about 20 odd years ago. Uh, the Mothman Prophecies. Yeah. Was that the same Mothman? That's the same Mothman. The Mothman wasn't the a, Mothman. a DC Comics or a Marvel Comics villain or hero, was he? There wasn't a, a Mothman. Who... Not that I'm aware of. Um, no, 
nope, there's only one muff. Well, no, there might be several muff men, but there's only hmm. one being known as Mothman. And he hangs out in a place called Point Pleasant in West Virginia. Or oh, that's where he's well, he's seen, and that's where they've they've taken him to their to their hearts and hearths, and they celebrate him. They have all kinds of, um, you know, it's, it's become a tourist draw, hasn't it? Ever since uh, the Mothman was sighted, when was it? Back in the nineteen sixty six, November um, the fifteenth. Was it sixteenth? November the fifteenth. I've got Roger and Linda then, Scarberry yeah. and Stephen Mary Mallet were driving together on State Route 62 near the abandoned National Guard Armoury Building and Power Plant when they saw a menacing figure standing six to seven feet tall. In the highlights, giant eyes shone bright red. Panic set in. Roger, the car's driver, sped away toward town. The creature followed, flying after them, easily keeping pace, even though they got up to about 100 miles an hour. Yep. A grey being, like you say, mm. with these large red eyes. Um, yeah, a winged figure. No, you're absolutely right. In uh, in Point Pleasant, there's a statue. Yeah, and shops and oh, a Mothman Museum. You know, you can. Yeah, yeah I saw a yeah. sign for Mothman pancakes. Mm. It's a big old thing there. Um, but I do have to correct you on one that you say that's where he resides. Well, there have been Mothman sightings or, or sightings of a, I'll say, a similar figure all over the world. Wow, he gets around. He gets around, it seems. Uh, so, yeah, this winged humanoid. Uh, large being, yeah. There, there's there's sort of similar sightings from a lot of different cultures, a lot of different places, all completely unconnected. And yeah, well, he's he's one of these creatures. It, it's something. It's officially called a cryptid, C R Y P T I D, <laughs> and these are creatures whose existence is unsubstantiated. Plenty of people have claimed to see them, so. Along with Mothman, you're talking about creatures like Bigfoot, the Yeti, the Wild Man of Borneo, the Loch Ness Monster, um, the various vampires, the Surrey Puma, the big Mm -hmm. cats on Dartmoor, that that sort of thing. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so some of them not even necessarily paranormal. Hound of the... Yeah. (laughs) No, that one's made up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my nose made up. Yeah, um, yeah. Crypt- um, cryptids is a really broad term. That yeah, and mm. I suppose you could include extraterrestrials as cryptids. I suppose, yeah, yeah. They're they're a prime candidate, aren't they? Yeah, you've seen substantiated creatures. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do have eyewitness testimony, and it's interesting. Um, so when you get something like Mothman, and, and just to be clear, we're talking about Mothman here because it is theorised that Mothman... Well, in fact, a lot of cryptids, um, it is theorised, are extraterrestrial creatures mm. um, that have visited. Um, yeah, really, uh, really quite interesting how we are very dismissive of eyewitness testimony when it comes Mm. to extraterrestrial accounts ufo accounts you know it's like 
oh, but we only have somebody's word to take for it. And yet, when we talk about biblical events, um, Mary getting visited by the angel Gabriel to tell her she's up the duff, um, you know, turning (coughs) water into wine. I, I did it while you were asleep. Um, well, yeah, Lazarus some people... rising, all the, all this kind of thing. People, you know, that's just eyewitness testimony. Well, and yet people are ready to, you know, billions of people around the world will accept this completely on faith. But you get eyewitness testimony of someone perfectly credible who says, yes, I saw a craft that I can't identify in the sky. It's like, oh, but you didn't take a photo. <laughs> well, I've always thought that about you know, I don't want to be disrespectful to our Christian listeners. I'm sure there are a few, but, um, you know, you, you believe in the virgin birth. If you encountered a pregnant teenager and she told you, no, I'm still a virgin, mm. would you believe her? Mm. You probably wouldn't because all this, all this stuff's in the Bible. You know, the miracles don't happen yep. outside the Bible. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, and even if you say, okay, yeah, so, yeah, and say, well, yeah, I, d- I do accept it, I believe you, but at the end of the day, all I've got is your testimony, there's nothing else to substantiate your claim, which I'm prepared to believe, but, mm. you know, if if I was to pass on your story, I would have to um, advise that, yeah, the only, I don't have any evidence, all I have is your testimony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, and that's where we are with Mothman, essentially, is um, it, it wasn't just the one couple um, as well. So ever since that first sighting um, in Point Pleasant back in 1966, mm. there have been, in that area, over 100 reported sightings, mm. which is a lot. That is a lot. And you, 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 when you look at the people who claim to have seen Mothman, we're talking about people who are still traumatised to this day by the event. By that particular event, one of the, the four people by, in the by, car. No, no, by them, by whoever of these, like, you know, hundred odd people. They remain traumatised by, by their sighting. Okay. And that's um there's a uh that that suggests that they believe very much what they're saying. You know, traumas are really you can't fake trauma. Um hmm. so if you are traumatized by a thing then it is real for you. You know, it's not to say it is real, real, but uh, it's real for the individual who has suffered the trauma. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting one. But isn't seeing otherworldly beings really just part of the human... Well, seeing otherworldly beings and then being not believed by the majority of people who have never seen another worldly being, that's part of the human experience isn't it it goes back to time immemorial witches hobgoblins fairies thing um and the not being believed by people um does 
actively prevent people from coming forward and saying when they have seen things. So we've got over 100 reported sightings of Mothman in the in the West Virginia area. I bet there are far more than that who've actually seen something. Hmm. I bet the actual number of sightings is way higher. But people are scared to be ridiculed. No one's been hurt by this thing, have they? No one's been... Nope. Nope. It's never attacked anyone. But I suppose, you know, having bright red eyes and being large and looming and, you know, having these big wings, that, that would be a pretty scary... That would be a terrifying experience, just seeing it. But no, there is nothing to say that Mothman is malevolent or anything like that in anybody's... Oh, well, there was... Um, yeah, the, the day before it um, chased uh, the couple's car down the road, um, it's possible he made a stop at Newell Partridge's home in Salem, West Virginia. Um, he, um, John Keel's book, The Mothman Prophecies, uh, tells that they, that, uh, they had a, a German shepherd named Bandit, who who went charging off into the woods because he saw these glowing red circles, which you know, they're, they're, they suppose later were probably Mothman's eyes. Um, and the, the, no trace was found of the dog. They found, um, right. they found its paw prints going in circles and then just vanishing. But, you know, right. if you're a large bird-like creature and carry off a dog, I suppose that's... That's it what could. it was... Um, I'm still going to question the malevolence on that because if the dog's attacking you, then you know hmm. self-defense is the thing. Self self-defense does not imply malevolence, and it's interesting you well, use the it, word. It does, the... doesn't it? Does really, doesn't it? I mean, you, you've got these massive wings. You see this dog coming for you. You think, well, yeah, I can easily just flap my wings and fly up out of its reach, no problem. Um, but no, I'll stay here on the ground and kill it. That's a choice, oh, isn't who it? Says, I mean, who says the dog was killed? Yeah, or I'll, I'll, that's a nice dog. I'll have that. <laughs> There's a no. There was there was a th- is it? Um, oh, when you if you found found a mouse in your home. Hmm. The, the, the last thing you should do is just take it out your back door and just release it into your garden because it will come straight back in your home. If mm. you take it 10 miles up the road and release it, it won't find its way back. Mm. Now, that's not harmful. It's not, um, you know, it, it's, it's a humane way of preventing mice from coming back into your house. But this dog was never seen again anywhere, was it? Or- yeah. Well, if it was dropped off 20 miles away, hmm. it wouldn't have been. I'm theorising. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just saying there's no evidence of malevolence. Um, and it's interesting um, you used the word when you were talking about the uh, uh, the group in the car. You said it chased them. It might hmm. just have been curious. Yeah. It's nothing to say it chased them. That that implies an intent. Um, well, it, but there's no evidence of foul intent. It didn't do anything to them. Now, isn't it also seen sometimes as a harbinger of doom? There was a, a bridge that collapsed, the Silver Bridge, in nineteen December 1967. Um, 
Now, a lot of people said there was no no alleged sighting just before the collapse, but um, there were those who said that um, the Mothman was a sinister harbinger. You know, the, when when you see the Mothman, you know something bad's going to happen. Mm. Yeah. Then was it comets were seen as harbingers of doom? You know, if you see yeah. a comet in the sky, that means some calamities going to befall and, and mm. do you know what bad things happen randomly enough in life mm. that you can associate anything I've seen ducks on the pond so you know and then something bad happened three days later so mm. ducks are a harbinger of doom mm. <laughs> yeah um, it's uh, yeah I, I think it's but it's easy to ascribe um an unknown quantity, particularly something with such a, a scary visage to it, such a frightening uh, element to, yeah, to associate it with bad things happening. However, it did lead to bad things happening for some people who saw Mothman because it's led to quite a number, in fact, <laughs> quite a lot of Men in Black visits. Uh, right. This is a reason why a lot of people have associated Mothman as being some extraterrestrial being or creature, um, because of mm. course the Men in Black are associated with UFOs, and you know somebody saw UFOs, so they get visited by the Men in Black. Who says you didn't um, see nothing, right? Yep, basically. Um, well, yeah, a lot of people, and, and indeed the guy, um, Richard, whose surname I've forgotten, who wrote The Mothman Prophecies, uh, he had visits from the Men in Black, hmm. who told him not to write his book, and he did anyway. Not Richard Greer, he was he was in the movie. Um, um, it was a guy called... What was his name? Um, John Keel. John Keel. John Keel. Yeah. There we go. Right, yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, he was visited by Men in Black. Now, Warned certainly... off from writing his book. I mean, he wrote it anyway and nothing happened, so... Mm. But certainly Point Pleasant in West Virginia have done very well out of it. I mean, they've got their museum, they've got their... Yeah, they, they, they get thousands of visitors a year. Mm-hmm. It's quite a tourist attraction. It's, it's a tourist attraction, yeah. For, it's, it's, um, but and you also, would, wouldn't uh, you? If you're famous for a thing like that, famous for a mystery, you're going to mm. capitalise on it. That doesn't delegitimise it, in my view. No. It doesn't lend it any extra credence, but it doesn't, yeah... It doesn't. Um, well, it just shows that yeah, whether it's true or detract. not, they've they've certainly done all right out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and with the way in which, like I say, you know, the people who saw it are, are, are so traumatized by it. I don't think this is a case of people making it up in order for the town to benefit. Mm. Um, it's the sort of thing that does get suggested, so you know, mm. it's worth considering. But um, you know, I think we can. Uh, 
I think we can rule that one out. I mean, various academics have looked at it. There's a, a Kim Stryker who teaches folklore at uh, George Mason University. Um, says that interest in the supernatural tends to increase during times of political and societal upheaval. That yeah. uh, people people look for enchantment and stories like you know, that Mothman that, that distract them from the day-to-day shit they're dealing with. Um, are, are very welcome. That's really yeah. interesting, given the uh, rise in recent years. Because so obviously we're in a a, a time of uh, of trouble at the moment, mm. globally speaking, um, and it's certainly tumultuous um, to say the least. And there has been a massive rise in. UFOs kind of taking centre stage in the media and, you know, and in Congress even, mm. um, being taken far more seriously, being properly debated. So that's really interesting. That's an interesting... But is that what would have happened in in medieval times, for instance, when there's a plague or something or, or a war, that suddenly... Um, there's witches everywhere or fairies are doing their, their dastardly deeds or well the supernatural think, uh, was often blamed for um, things like plagues hmm. wasn't it well people were burned as witches for when things went uh, things went wrong but rather than yeah but I'm thinking more in terms of there's bad stuff happening and people Suddenly, there's all this supernatural stuff around. That's not, that's not blamed for all the the upheavals, but it distracts people from it. Well, we have this this kind of psychological thing as human beings where we can't abide the unknown, where mm. everything has to have a rational explanation, and it and it comes back to the the, the caveman uh, mm. element where. The unknown will kill you, you know, if you're... It's one of the reasons why we're inherently, you know, okay, individuals may be exceptional, but but inherently human beings are scared of the dark is because it's in the dark that we Mm. are at our most vulnerable. So fear of the dark is perfectly rational (laughs) for a caveman. That's And we're, we're barely evolved beyond cavemen. Well, when when you're swimming in the sea and you suddenly feel something around your feet and you, you're reminded then, oh yeah, out here <laughs> yeah. I'm no longer top of the food chain. <laughs> yeah. There's all sorts of things yes. out here that might turn up and absolutely. Well, it's uh, the unknown. Like, what's that thing that just brushed against me? I don't know what it is. It's the unknown, in, and that absolutely inspires terror. So, the importance to um, to turn the unknown into the known, whether it's accurate or not, is is irrelevant. But to to say you think you have an explanation is is really important for people. I think it's one of the reasons why so many people um, become sort of decriers and and, and some people really vehemently uh, against UFOs. Um, and you know they get quite angry. Like you know you you, you say well, you know I saw this flying saucer you know Mm. i saw something or you claim you know i was abducted uh people will get angry and like violent angry about that um you know it's it's 
But doesn't and it I also... I think it's born out of that fear. Does, that doesn't fear it also cut the other way that, that someone has an experience which they're unable to explain, so they try and come up with an explanation for it, and say, oh, well, it must be beings from another world, or it, it must be... I mean, in, in times gone by, people people who see a UFO now, a hundred years ago, or maybe even now, still, they will say, "Oh, it's it was a saint coming down, or it was the the second coming, or or whatever." They they will they will find a category for it, and they will sometimes, if what they're seeing is so otherworldly that they their mind can hardly cope with it, that it will their minds will shape it into something that's that's recognisable. It'll shape yes. it into a, a fairy or a, an alien grey or a, you know, you've seen something that you just you just don't know what to I do re- with it mentally. <laughs> but yeah, they say you it, for a lot of people you can't just say, "Well, I saw this. I had this weird experience. I've no idea what it was." They will try and try and categorise it in some by making some reference to paranormal phenomena that they've heard of before. It's interesting you should say that. I, I was hearing quite recently about... Um, so we, we know that you quite often get UFOs around um, disaster sites. Hmm. You know, if there's um, you know a tsunami or a volcanic eruption or something like that, you quite often get, um, get a lot of the orb-type UFOs hmm. uh, in particular. And, yeah, I was hearing that someone somewhere had... Um, like some cultures um, equated them to actually not as UFOs, not as flying saucers or anything, but the souls of the recently departed, the souls of the people who were killed in that disaster. Mm. Um, you know, departing the earth, ascending to heaven or, or whatever. Their life energy going away. Yeah, the... yeah, that, that that is what that is. So, yeah, I think I think there's there's probably something in what you're saying there um there's definitely i it, it is even possible that there are multiple phenomena going on that we lump in together as ufos or extraterrestrials or uaps or mm. flying saucers whatever you want term you want to use um yeah it could be multiple different phenomena going on yeah mm. It's interesting. Very, All the very same. Yeah, we can't explain it, but we we will try. Yeah. Do you know that um, the the Catholic Church, the Vatican, still have an Inquisition? It's not something mm-hmm. that's died out, and it's basically one bloke whose job it is every time someone reports a sighting of the Virgin Mary or a, a statue, you know, a, a miracle, a, a miracle. Something, it's his job to travel out there and investigate it. And I'm sure there's there's um, there could be a great movie about this guy. You know, he's, he's just got back from somewhere somewhere in the backwoods of the Philippines investigating a, a sighting of the Virgin Mary, and he's no longer he's hardly unpacked his bags before the phone rings. Is it? Yeah, we we need you to go to Brazil to the upper reaches of the of the Amazon. Yeah. To, yeah, we've had a we've got a a crucifix that started bleeding. Yeah, we need you to check it out. Well, you had a, a yeah. movie, I think, quite recently where Russell Crowe played the uh, the last exorcist for the Vatican. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I'm sure that was a recent movie. Last Just couple that, of years or something. Exorcism is part of a Catholic church service, isn't it? it, it yes, it is. Um, 
I don't think. Well, it's 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 certainly a um, a particular ceremony, a particular uh, ritual. No, I remember going to a part of standard. You know, you don't get exercised every time you go to church. I, I, I remember going <laughs> to a, a Catholic christening, and uh, the priest is Irish priest is always no, no. It's time. Now it's time for the exorcism. And uh, for those of you who are not Catholics, it's it's nothing to do with that stupid film, which I, I think is a very stupid <laughs> film indeed. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> he was the same guy yes. who uh, I, I, I bumped into him in, in the bar late in, in the pub, and he had, he was stood there with a pint in his hands. There's something I bet you've never seen a priest with a pint of beer before, have you? I think no, no, that's <laughs> yeah, a priest who drinks. Yeah, that's some that's a new one on me. <laughs> yeah, Father Jack. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But um, no, so that's how I know that exorcism isn't just necessarily casting out a demon it, it, it's a routine part of a some kind oh, of blessing the way you describe him though I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, and the money was just resting in my account <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me well let's um let's wrap up our day. We've, we've gone way off topic here mm. but uh mothman then what what do you think mothman is was i don't know um Various people claim to have seen this thing. I mean, it. I know there is a human tendency when someone's seen something for other people to say, "Oh, yeah, I saw it too." Mm-hmm. Um, and and of course, their their description will be the same because they've seen a picture of it. Um, I, I liked the um, the the newspaper headline that followed that sighting. Um, it, it just says, "Couples see man-sized bird, creature, something." Um, so yeah, they they saw something. They believe they saw something. Um, it certainly yeah, you know, it's, it's sparked a, it's put the place on the map, put um, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, on the map. It's a big big tourist attraction. Um, I don't know. I don't know about cryptids. Um, can't say they don't exist, but uh, yeah. Any sightings of them, as you say, will be, even though people might believe in them, they will they will treat any alleged sighting with uh, with some scepticism. I think that's fair. Um, for my part, I'm I'm inclined to think there is something, some phenomenon, some creature um, out there. Um, that perhaps has a curiosity about it, maybe not anymore. Um, the fact that we've had similar uh, sightings, like say all over the world, of, of similarly described creatures um, suggests something out there. Whether mm. it's extraterrestrial or not, I don't know. But the Men in Black visitation is a, a curious element to that. Um, you can imagine... That you know, if you if you claim to um, have seen something paranormal, different people are going to react to it in different ways. Um, some people, as you say, will be angry, perhaps even violent, and that's a that's a fear reaction. Mm-hmm. That's a um, you, know, you hear kids being bullied at school because they 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 
claim to have seen something, but the the kids yep. who are bullying them are actually frightened. They want you know, they they bully these kids into admitting that they never saw anything because then they they can they can rest easy, um, and they will bully mercilessly until until they've been told. But yeah, you can imagine someone else, a couple of guys, once said, "Well, let's let's put on our black suits and black ties." And go and visit them, and we'll we'll say we're from the government. We're not going to show you any ID. Take us out to the site. Show us it. Yeah, it's it's a just a kind of weird kind of uh, tourism. Yeah, I think. it's an interesting yeah. one. Um, but there, there, there you go. Was, yeah. Why don't we um? Why don't we wrap up and and let our listeners tell us what they think about? And we'd, we'd especially love to hear from you if you're from. Um, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, mm, and tell absolutely. us what we'd love to hear more about the Mothman. Or indeed, if you've had a sighting yourself of uh, a similar creature, no matter where you are in the world. Um, but yeah, particularly from Point Pleasant, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can contact us via the usual means. Oh, and this is open to everyone, by the way. We want to hear what everyone thinks. Uh, you can email us aliensexplored.gmail.com you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube uh, and if you are one of our Patreon subscribers you get exclusive access to our Discord server as well and uh, before we go um, I'd like to ask our listeners please 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 leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast because that really really helps uh, little podcasts like ours uh, to get out there and get more exposure so uh, yeah if you can leave us a review that would be fantastic thank you join us next time when we will be looking at uh, one from the UK the <laughs> Cumberland Spaceman quite a famous photograph that one uh, mm. so don't miss that and uh, in the meantime Keep watching the wooded areas and anywhere you see two glowing red eyes. And of course, and especially, keep watching the skies. And and keep your dog under control as well. Catch you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye. Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com.